0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
2: There are fresh concerns today about the number of hotel and guest house beds being used to house refugees around the country. The Irish tourism industry has said that if something doesn't change soon, it'll have an enormous knock on effect for the sector next year. Almost 60,000 people from Ukraine uh, or who arrived here seeking international protection from other countries are now being accommodated by the government here in Ireland. A large number of those are staying in hotels, guest houses and other tourist accommodation. So what do we do here? How do we solve the issue of housing refugees but also protecting our tourism sector? Is using hotels and guest houses for refugees a bad idea all round? It doesn't provide adequate housing. They don't have kitchens or their own living space. And it causes huge issues for tourism towns. So we'd like uh, to hear from you on 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. What do we do here? Because we've all agreed, and in fact there were opinion polls just recently, showing that the majority of the Irish population think what we are doing um, to to take in Ukrainian refugees is the right thing to do. The majority of the population uh, feel that way. 53106 is uh, our number. I'm joined on the line by the President of Killarney Chamber and Killarney Councillor Niall uh, Kelleher. Um, Niall, is, is this an issue in the Killarney area?
3: Yeah, most certainly it is. And it's look, it's something that's been identified in Killarney um, with a number of months, really. And obviously, uh, because the tourism industry is in its effect of a shoulder month. Uh, the numbers of um, refugees and asylum seekers that have been housed in Killarney has massively escalated uh, since that period has has come about and look, I suppose it's important to remember that the tourism season is that bit quieter now um, but it is very much um an issue that we need to communicate, and government needs to communicate the um plans that it is it has in relation to uh, the contracts that they have for short-term accommodation maybe up until next March because there are a number of hotels in Killarney and around the country that are accommodating because of the pressures that exist immediately. Um, and But these beds will be available for tourism next year. Um, so it is important that a plan is very much communicated Uh, by government and by IPAS.
2: Okay, because we've seen um, over the last while a number of hotels and hotel chains announcing that they are uh, pulling out of any contracts they may have to house uh, refugees. That causes a knock-on problem in itself.
3: Yeah, most certainly it does. And look, this is a very, very difficult place for, for IPAS to be. And we've heard of reports, obviously, over the last number of months of uh, people presenting that haven't been able to be offered uh, accommodation, and uh, you know, I was talking to a family as late as yesterday who have six children and they're inside in one bed in one bedroom in a hotel. And you've discussed there in relation to the facilities. So um, there's there, there's an emergency. People are working within the emergency, uh, but very very important are uh, right across the country where there are tourism. Um, Beds available that they're uh, they're available for the season uh, next year because not just does the hotel rely on the incoming tourists, so does uh, the cafe, the uh, baker, the butcher, uh, and everybody else that um, is is providing services to tourists and. It's also fair to say that uh, the tourists are coming from other countries and we know how much uh, talk has been discussed over the last couple of days about foreign direct investment companies and job losses. So this is an industry and we have to protect the jobs as well.
2: And obviously, another one of the knock-on effects of uh, hotels being uh, full or almost full is that knock-on effect of um, prices that we have seen this year, which in some uh, instances have been chronic for uh, tourists. Um, do you see that resolving itself next year, the sort of pricing that we looked at uh, in 2022, if the uh, refugees are housed elsewhere other than hotels, will that bring the prices down?
3: Well, look, you, you, you have two issues here with the war uh, causing problems in relation to energy. And hotels are high consumers of energy, both electric, gas and other forms. So, um, look, I'm not going to be here dealing with the, the industry in relation to prices because we've seen issues of people effectively who've taken advantage uh in certain in certain areas but most certainly a lot of business uh, tourism businesses the prices have gone up because it's it has got more expensive to provide the service that had been heretofore provided but you are right the lack of available bed spaces uh, could cause a further issue in relation uh, to price inflation of uh, people getting beds and that would turn people off coming uh, to our country
2: and that is or or staying in our country right? or staycationing yes. in the, in Ireland. Absolutely,
3: absolutely, absolutely. But uh, look, it's very important that uh you know when the the especially since covid a lot of people have staycationed uh, with what is the the country's opening up effectively uh, post COVID, people have gone on foreign holidays. We've seen more of that this year. Um, you know, it, it, it's important that there's a blend of both staycation and, and, and foreign holidays as well, and that will continue.
2: Stay with me for one second, if you can, please, Niall. Uh, let me go to Clare and Fianna Fáil Councillor Killian Murphy uh, is on the line from County Clare. Killian, um, this is obviously a, an issue of concern in County Clare as well. Uh, yeah, for sure, Adrian,
4: and I suppose we would you know, mirror broadly what, uh, what has been said earlier, and, and, and I suppose from the very outset I think it's important that we clarify that, you know, again as a community, and a tourism community, we have absolutely no problem whatsoever with the provision of this kind of humanitarian uh, aid. Um, the community in Kiki has really opened up their arms to support uh, and welcome them, um, and we have, you know, there are positives. We have seen you know, increase in public transports. There's, uh, you know, we've seen extra kids in our schools, which would have been struggling. So there are a number of... There is an upside, well, yes. Uh, and that's from a wider community pers- perspective. But as a tourism town that com- that is really reliant, uh, you know, we we are a domestic tourism town. You know, Killarney would be, would have a very broad spectrum. International, of, yeah, international yeah, clientele, yeah. Whereas Kilke, uh specifically would have a very you know it's very reliant on the domestic market and the second home holiday home type of you know so it's very much compacted season we would be hugely reliant on the shoulders uh and and the the the, the driver for those uh, shoulder seasons are the hotel business our hotels um and and they they provide what i call the walking around visitor um you know they're here for a night or two they're going to eat in the cafe they'll have lunch they'll have dinners they'll to do an activity um and because our hotel beds are are all taken up uh are effectively nearly all taken up um from providing uh this humanitarian support we're our other ancillary services are really seeing uh, a, a, a problem um with cash flow in those shoulder months which again leads to the the you know this is what sustains them on a year-round basis And if we're seeing uh, kind of a a deficit in in, in economic output in those shorter seasons, it does have a mad uh, big effect on, on, on their capacity to, to cope with the year-round business. So um, what,
2: what is the solution then uh, to this, Cillian? Uh, because uh, we've seen uh, instances of modular housing developments springing up around the country to try and house specifically uh, Ukrainian refugees, but there's been local kickback to those schemes as well. So what is the the solution when we have a, a housing crisis already with 10,000 people who are uh, homeless. Uh, And look, I mean, one of the
4: things that I have been very public about from the very outset, uh, you know, uh, hotel accommodation is a short-term solution for a crisis response. No problem. We've moved well past that stage. We have to start looking at other solutions. Uh, And I mean, we have uh, a recent survey done in Clare. I think we have four and a half thousand second homes and holiday homes in in Clare. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not all of those would be vacant, all year round, a lot of them would be people who would come for the summer, for half-terms, for weekends in the winter. But we have a significant amount of those holiday homes that are empty pretty much, you know, they're busy for six weeks, six weeks of the year, and after that they're empty for, you know, maybe 40 weeks of the year. I think that there's a real, I mean, I, I, But what, uh, what
2: do you do with them? Do, is there a forced takeover of them, or are you appealing to owners of those holiday homes to make them available?
4: Well, I think, you know, the, the cost-effectiveness of, of paying appropriately... For the rent of those on a year-round basis, you know, and and, and, and I suppose an agreement with IPAS that it is, you know, that the the, the owner of the property would have an agreement with IPAS to provide it for 12 months, 24 months, Uh, and and then, uh, you know, this is then a family in a home, not a family trying to live in a a single bedroom in a
2: hotel. I know, but if you're talking about somebody's holiday home, a, a, a family in a home temporarily.
4: Uh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, again, I come back to the point that there's a lot of holiday homes that are rental holiday homes, not second homes. And I make the difference between a holiday home that is out in the marketplace for rent, which is occupied six or eight, 10 weeks of the year, and a second home which could be occupied significant portions of the year. So we do need to look at, uh, and I mean, if we were to take even 60 or 70 of those in the town of Kiki, um, they become uh, a more permanent uh, now I'm not saying it is the perfect solution it is an option to look at um, and I think w- what's really important here though and uh, it's uh, timely because I, I have an orders of motion in Clare County Council on Monday asking that the Clare County Council, we have to get some figures from Pass here. We have to understand what's contracted for the next three months, six months, 12 months. We have to understand the impact of that on our wider community. So we need to we need to start doing some work with our the ancillary services, so the, the butcher, the bakers and all of those people and understand what sort of uh, economic impact uh, this has had on them. And then we need to go out and instead of selling ourselves in the usual way where people are coming, expecting to stay in a hotel for a couple of nights, Maybe we need to change the messaging a bit. So it's not, it's not about reacting. It's about being proactive, understanding that there's a situation here. We're coping with it and dealing with it. But we need to maybe change how we're selling the county from a tourism perspective.
2: Okay, well, let me uh, go up the coast to Sligo next. And uh, the uh, restaurant owner and chair of Sligo Tourism is Anthony Gray. He joins me on the line Um, Anthony, what has the uh, housing of refugees done to the tourism trade in Sligo this year so far?
0: Well, we've had quite a good year as regards tourism. um, And, uh, you know, we're definitely punching above our weight. It It is a concern, but I think one of the biggest concerns that you have to, that has to be addressed, is there was no coherent plan from the government and there was no continuity to it. Um, you know, the previous speaker already mentioned there is no figures. And the one thing that I just don't understand is the knee-jerk reaction from this government, as always. We have a housing crisis, we have a homeless crisis, and we have an emergency. And by all means, without a shadow of a doubt, we are all very sympathetic to taking in refugees and the fact that there is a war in Ukraine. But in my opinion, we need to look at this logically and look after our own people first. And But I've taken on two Ukrainian girls, and if it's the case now that they don't have accommodation, they won't have jobs. So I'm going to have to let them go, which is not ideal situation for anyone. Do I do I think that we've overtaken too many people? 100%. Do I think it's going to affect tourism? I don't think so as much. I think one of the major things that is going to affect tourism and has already been highlighted by the Taunasch is the fact that airfares, and VAT are going to go in on the increase, and therefore we're making Ireland a destination that is overpriced, and people won't come, and that's the simple fact of it.
2: Okay, so um, the the fact that we have sixty thousand Ukrainians is much further down the list of the impacts on on tourism in twenty twenty three. In your opinion,
0: absolutely. But like, wh- how come the government can't get this right? I've I, we've. Students but in, fa- in, in
2: fairness, when it came to the Ukrainian war, uh, nobody got a warning in advance that we were going to have an influx of millions of refugees from Ukraine. Nobody. You have, you have
0: an influx of students that had to defer their college, um, their college choices because they can't get accommodation. Why is that? Why? Why? Why don't they look at it with, with a realistic approach and look at it with a coherent plan and say, "Why right, we have students here that can't even get accommodation to go to their chosen choice of college? Like that's not on." The government needs to take a step back and say, yes, here's the amount of people that we can take into this country and look after. Now, the other side of the coin is we have to look after the homeless. We have to look after the emergency crisis and we have to look after our student. We're after coming out of a pandemic for two years and we've, we, we've weathered the storm. Now it's time to, yes, make sure that we look after our own, but also do it in a realistic fashion that we do take a certain amount that we can handle at the moment. My opinion: the government are dropped the ball completely on this, and but there is no figures. And it, it, it's a, okay. It's so a I just got
2: I, I just got a text in a moment ago, which I've no doubt you would agree with, and that is: can we not just ask the government to temporarily hit the pause button and take stock? Yeah, I totally... Well, oh, you've lost him. Okay, um, Oh, sorry, I, I, I missed part of that. Say that again, please. I
0: said they, they, I totally agree with that but I think they missed it, it, They missed the opportunity and the horse is already bolted.
2: Okay, let me go to uh, Ennis and County Clare and Margaret O'Brien is the CEO of uh, Ennis Chamber. Um, uh, Margaret, f- fresh concerns about the number of hotel and guest house beds uh, being used to house refugees around the country. Has that had an impact in Ennis? Um, it, it
1: definitely has had an impact on Ennis. Now, I would say that Clare has, a long history of welcoming uh, refugees to the town and in fact the county has as well. Um, so um, we are experienced in this regard um, but that said um, we would notice that in Ennis itself just sticking with the town we have two really good four star hotels in the centre of town that are not in contract and they've kind of saved the summer for the businesses the other business town that will be reliant on the footfall and the spend created by tourists. Um, I think that people are very generous in spirit. I regularly talk to our members and would, you know, maybe surveys is a bit grandiose to say, but we would certainly talk on a weekly basis about what challenges are affecting them at the moment. And there are many, as we know. And this obviously is one of them. So um, Claire, um, probably per capita, has one of the highest populations of Ukrainian refugees in the country. And, um, needless to say, we do feel that. And I would have had feedback, uh, over the summer season from some of the businesses that are members that are not in the town, but around the coast, that they were impacted negatively in terms of, uh, footfall and, um, you know turnover generates and um, because numbers were down so we're talking about the cafes the gift shops we're talking about the restaurants in town we're talking
2: about the bars and, and sorry the numbers were down were they down because there was nowhere for people to come and stay in Ennis yes. or were they down yes. because people have hopped on airplanes and gone to Spain
1: well, it was a combination of two. I mean, we were saved by staycationers during COVID, but we are also a tourist county. So 11% of the jobs in Clare are tourism-based jobs. So it's a very significant part of our economy. And we would always do well. I mean, we have the Cliffs of Moher, we have Shannon Airport. So, you know, we're we're, we're very much a, a touristic county. And I would say that probably the experience in Ennis and Clare's mould is mirrored in Tony Gall and Kerry, because similarly, they have welcomed in... You know, like a serious amount of, of 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 people of of Ukrainian refugees. Some counties haven't, and um, I suppose that's telling as well. Some counties have had a maybe a tougher approach to it. Um, so I would say that. While we are very welcoming in care, we probably have a higher proportion of refugees than other counties have. So while I would say that um, one of your previous speakers said that Ukrainian refugees won't impact on tourism maybe as much as high airfares, etc. I would say that in care, it is a very significant part of the conundrum we're facing at the moment. I agree with, I think it was Councillor Killian Murphy said, we need to plan. We need to know what the figures are. We need a bit of projection now. We just need to know where we'll be next year. So, you know, the number of the hotels saying that they may not need the contract at spring, we, we sort of really need to know at this stage who will and who won't. And, you know, it's, it's a very difficult situation. I think it's very difficult for the government as well, as as you mentioned yourself, said, and this was sprung on them. No yes, no, no, nobody, afraid, nobody
2: know? thought this time last year exactly, we were going to be facing what exactly. we faced this time this year. Yeah,
1: and we're all doing our best, you know. So, um, but I would think that, you know, uh, the other, the other, the other sort of feedback I get from members is that, you know, just on their day to day lives, uh, not just as business people but as family people, that they're noticing that there's definitely a bit of creaking in terms of the medical services, and um, you know, there's a. Definitely, it's noticeable that there's more demand for those kind of services. As you know, we're in Royal Ireland, and um, like GP's were becoming as rare as hen's teeth recently. So that's a very obvious thing that's happening mm. straight away. I would, I would hope that the government would take the time out, to maybe. Invest more in community services in counties like ours, in Kerry, and Donegal, who are taking in so many refugees. I know here in Clare, we're very poorly served for public transport. We don't have a town bus in anything, though we're the biggest town in Munster. Um, so things like that, where, you know, if you've got people living in accommodation in TP over the winter, that they've got a good chance to be able to get on a bus and travel into to Ennis or travel to Shannon. To pick up some employment So I think it's about Joining those dots Yes where.
2: okay And that's exactly what uh, The text said a moment ago uh, Hit the pause button And uh, take stock Let me read a couple Of your messages Before we wrap this up We are 20,000 hotel beds pri- uh, Short primarily in Dublin um, Do we want to stop tourists Coming to our cities? No People need to be open To living outside of the cities But give them incentives Such as uh, no utilities For a year Or free charge childcare for two years, make it attractive to live elsewhere, says Rob and then one final message from Mick in Donegal he says, where is the plan B, C, D, etc we have army camps all over Ireland surely they could be used in emergencies uh, poor people coming f- from a war, sitting in our airport it's a national disgrace the Irish are in every corner of the world we should be ashamed